things are starting to look pretty grim. We got rising unemployment, we got sales volume falling off, and you got a stagnating price appreciation during a month that it usually goes up. What does that mean for the real estate market? Well, stay tuned to this video and find out. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with an investor's journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that's currently working in our business and some of the things that aren't. If you find this information useful, give us a like, give us a subscribe, and share this video with somebody that find it useful. Without further ado, let's get right onto this month's market update. All right, well, starting with the single family building permits issued for the month of July. Single family permits were down 41.2% from this time last year to 766. Two to four units, 92, which is a 30.3% decrease year over year. But multifamily, the kind of the crown jewel right now for the last several months has been increasing. We're up another 94.4% increase to 1528. And I think a lot of that's due to the need for housing and the decreasing lumber prices. Average sales price is up to 389486 and that is a 10.08 increase from year over year. And median sales price is at 330000 which is back down to a 10% increase year over year. And that is the closest to single digits we have seen in probably almost two years at this point. And here we have the median sales prices price over time going back all the way to June of 2010. And what you're seeing is really our real estate cycles where it typically goes up in the summertime, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, up until COVID when everything just kind of went parabolic and just took off without any price reductions. But one thing to keep in mind that you can use this graph for is when the market does normalize, this is what a normal cycles typically look like. And that I think is what is currently going on right now. While we do have rising inventory, we do have rising sales price or uh, decreasing sales. I think the market is starting to normalize. I'm starting to get just a little concerned with the unemployment rate rising like it is for two months in a row, but not that bad just yet. And we'll see that later on. But what you can really use this graph for is the time to really load up on inventory. For ourselves, we love to buy in the November, December, January, February timeframe, because by the time we buy up inventory, get that renovated and back on the market. We're sitting at the summer months where typically prices are do get a little bit higher. So that's something to use this information moving forward as you go about in your investing is when to really load up on inventory and really try to sell stuff, whether you're landlord or flipper or anything in of anything else in between. Next, we're looking at the year-over-year -year appreciation. I really wanted to track this because I want to see what the trend is going back over time. Not just what it is this month, or what is it last month, six months ago, and which direction do I think it's going, how is it holding? So you can see going back after the last real estate recession back in 2008 or the big financial crisis, how quickly we went up to that double-digit appreciation or high single digits. And then things kind of slowly went down after a few years. 
And then you can see after 2020 where it just skyrocketed and stayed extremely high for an extended period of time. But now it's kind of hard to see in here, but it did drop to 10%. So on the very far right of the graph, you can see that the prices did drop down. So I'm very curious to see where this graph changes over the coming months or the next year to see what appreciation really does. And this is where I said at the very beginning that appreciation is starting to slow down because we were averaging 10 or anywhere from like 16, 17, 18, all the way up to 22%, like you can see in that graph. But now we're back down to 10%, which the long term average sits anywhere from like 3 to 4%. And we've kind of really borrowed a lot from the future. So I do expect that the appreciation rate to really drop down. Maybe not necessarily negative, but even if it does, it's kind of pulling forward that average appreciation we've got over the last couple of years to get back to the normal trend where people can afford. So Take a look into this graph and follow along over the next coming months to see where appreciation is really headed. Next up, we have total sales, which is sitting at 3,333, and that is a 14.2% decrease year over year. Average rental price way up to 1908, and that is a 10.5% increase year over year. Now, taking a look at the monthly rents, it looks very similar to price appreciation, where it typically goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, and down in the winter until 2020, where it just kind of really took off. And this is something, a trend that I kind of expect to continue for long for an extended period of time well, we are going to get some very high rental appreciations because the how price of housing has gotten so high to where now it's becoming much more affordable to rent than buy again now again what you can use this information for in your investing and it's exactly what we do is every one of our leases end in the january or the march april may time frame because you can see that is when the rents typically peak out and get the highest for the summer or leading into the summer. So if we have a tenant that moves out, we can get in there, renovate the house, do any cleanup we need to do to get it ready again and get it back on the market and hopefully get that next tenant at that next price point. So something you can definitely use because we're the landlords can control the terms of the leases that we want to do. Nobody says you have to do a 12, 24, 18 month lease. We've been known to do 11, 15, 17, some odd numbers to end our leases right around the, that time frame for those months. Next up, we have the employment data for the month of June. We were at one point, just over one or just shy of 1.2 million at 3.31 increase year over year. And that was 616 jobs lost from the previous month. Not really that big of a deal uh, as far as the jobs lost, but one thing that does kind of worry me is the unemployment getting up back up over four. And that is a half a percent increase from this period next month. Just to give you a little context of why that worries me, because as unemployment continues to ride, that means people don't have jobs. What do people have to have in order to qualify for mortgage to get a house? A job. So that is a kind of a leading indicator and why I track that stuff to see like, hey, are more than enough, more people getting laid off than starting to be employed. While we have a gaining population, our unemployment is starting to rise. So that is something that I'm going to continue to watch very closely over the coming months as this information comes out. Because remember, this data comes back all the way to June. So this is not real time. It takes a while for the government to put that information out. So I'm going to continue to watch this stuff and report to you guys on my market updates as this market continues to shift and change. So stay tuned. Like I mentioned, I'm not exactly worried or super worried about unemployment right now as we are still hovering around the historical lows. We got really low at the sub three and a half these last two uh, two months. And what would be like, uh, that would be April and May. In June, it's now climbed up to over 4%. But the last two months, it has increased. So that is something I'm going to continue to watch in this graph because I want to see how fast unemployment's rising. Because you can always see it zigzags around, usually in a downward trend until it gets to the bottom and just zigzags around that area. 
So I'm not super concerned about it just yet because we are still very low, but it's something I'm going to continue to watch to see if we start rising above our historical norms to be the quote unquote full employment that the Federal Reserve tries to keep us at. So make sure you tune in next month to see where it goes. So now let's head over to my favorite indicator, which is the month of inventory for August. We are sitting at 2.83, and that is a 0.7 month increase from the previous month. Just for perspective, June of 2019 was at 3.31, and that should read August of 19 was at 3.31. So three years ago, that is what the inventory level is, and that is where we are currently at. Now, months of inventory, why is that? And that, why is that one of my favorite indicators? Because that shows how much inventory overall and the overall consumption rate as compared to the number of listings and buyers. So go back to Econ 101 when you were in grade school, college, whatever it might be. So equilibrium of supply and demand typically sits somewhere between four and six months for real estate. And as you can see, we're sitting at 2.83. So that means we are below where the equilibrium needs to be. So that means we are still considerably into what they call a seller's market, where there is more people buying than there is inventory on the market. But if you go back and watch several of these videos, the inventory levels have drastically increased in the last several months. So like I said, the market is normalizing. Just like you can see here, we rose 0.7 from the previous month. So that is a pretty significant increase in inventory. So that means for us as real estate investors, we have more competition on the market, meaning we need to do a better job with our renovations, whether it be doing professional photos, staging, tightening up our rehabs, doing putting more money into the kitchen's bath to make sure your property is the one that people go to and contract. So all these flippers that have started these last two years that have been blessed by this market is like, hey, just finish it and get it on the market and somebody's going to overpay for it. Those days are long gone. And we can see that changing in the market and the people that we talk to. So this inventory level is very, very important. So I'm going to continue to watch this just like unemployment to see if these inventories get to normal paces of that four to six months and or go higher than that, meaning that like, hey, there's more supply in seller demand or buyer demand than there is seller. So that means that there is more sellers than there are buyers, which can actually put a negative pressure on price appreciation and can slow things down while they try to find that new equilibrium for the current market. So remember, once inventory, Lower that number gets, the stronger of a seller market it is. The higher it is, the on over that four to six months, it becomes a buyer's market. So you'll see these numbers again as we get later into this presentation. So let's go ahead and break down the months of inventory a little bit further. And first I do it by price range. And what I do with this graph is I want to see where the bulk of the buyer demand currently is. And you can see that when you break that down, that anything between 200 and 350,000 are still in very, very, very strong demand with inventory sitting under sub to uh, almost around two months of inventory and even below that for the 200 to 250 price point. And that's why we love investing in that price point and why we look at this stuff. While the margins might be smaller on a percentage basis of overall sales price, the overall risk that we take is significantly less than somebody doing something in the 500000 and up where you have much more competition, you have much more higher holding costs and everything associated with that. So that's why for us, we like to focus in that demand price point of that 250 to 350 where the lowest inventory typically is with the highest sales volume. So out of that 3,300 uh, homes, the bulk of it is done in those price points, which is why we tend to focus right in that area. Not to say it's the only way to invest. That's just the way that we typically like to invest in the way we like to do things. 
the next way I break the down the months of inventory is by zip code because I want to know where the demi- demand is in the city and by zip code and what are those price ranges really in. So what we're looking for is that sweet spot between the bulk of the sales volume and the inventory levels for these zip codes. And I also price these back to August of 2020 so you can see what these ultra low inventory prices really do to prices over time and how it really puts an upward pressure on the overall price of those homes. Saying if you bought a house two years ago, rented it out, and then just sold today, you can really subtract those two to see how much money you would have made just in pure appreciation on that loan for the housing. So that's why we like these areas is a lot of these zip codes are very large too. So that's why we track this stuff is we want to know where the bulk of the inventory is being sold and where the most in-demand zip code and price range currently are. Now, the caveat to the lowest months of inventory is the highest months of inventory. Now, it's not to say these are bad zip codes to invest in at all. This is just information and data for you to use when you are doing your investing to understand that you might need a bigger margin or more margin of safety, as we like to call it, set of profit in your deals because there is just more competition in that zip code or in that price range. And typically, a lot of these are amongst the higher price points, especially in a normalizing market. Now, Ways you can get around that and mitigate your risk is one, get a better deal. You put more money into the staging, the pictures, the the finish outs, really tightening up that rehab to make sure when your property goes on the market, it's the first one everyone goes after. And it doesn't sit on the market for the long period of time or that average of three, four, five, six months. Because in this business, we use other people's money and that money costs money. So every month that we sit on the market and not sold, that's money straight out of our bottom line that we do longer, we don't get at the very end. But like I said, these are not bad zip codes because you can look at the price, price point from two years ago to what they are today. And you can say prices still go up. And in some cases, they go up higher and faster than even some of the other areas. And that's just because there's quality products being put on the market. So again, just a data set, food for thought for you to look at. Now, this is the lowest months of inventory and I gave you the highest months of inventory. I track like 60, 70 some zip codes and only gave you 20. If you're interested in the full list, go ahead and text market to 210-794-9898 and we'll get you a copy of the full list and a copy of this presentation. So with, with that, that really concludes this month's market update. And like I said, tune in next month so we can really see this market volatility and see how these numbers change going forward. Because I say It is our job as professional real estate investors to know where the market has been, where it currently is, so we can better predict where it's going to be in the future. Again, if you're wanting this information, market to 210-794-9898. We'll see you guys next month.